early on in my network marketing career and in growing my coaching business, I realized that creating graphics was just not something I enjoyed doing. And it was a time suck. And I quickly learned how to outsource and hire that out to someone who loved doing it, that it was their zone of genius. Hey gang, Melissa Hanalt here with the Burnout to All Out podcast. I'm a mom of three corporate burnout that built a secondary six-figure income around my nine to five with little kids. This set me free and allowed me to fire my boss and pursue my wildest dreams. It took grit, persistence, and belief but now operating multiple six-figure businesses as an online entrepreneur and business coach, I have become a serial entrepreneur with a passion to inspire more burnouts, to take the leap and go all out and live out their dreams. Each week, I'll bring you inspiring all-out guests, lifestyle business tips and tools to empower you to take the leap from burnout employee to all-out entrepreneur, making your passion your paycheck. If this mom of three corporate burnout can go all out, so can you. Good morning. It is morning as I record my podcast, as I always do, as a matter of fact. This podcast episode is about habits for success, which again, I should underscore, I am creating in the morning with this podcast, which we'll talk about in just a little bit as a part of my habits for success. I create before I consume here. It is eight o'clock in the morning and I am creating first thing. So this topic came up because it's come up a number of times inside my academy and with some private clients that I coach. And it really resonated as I've been reading a book over the past couple of weeks that's been so incredible called Creative Calling by Chase Jarvis. And so I'm actually going to use some insights to his book with you guys today on habits for success and kind of parallel his advice to where I have historically applied his advice and things I'm looking to try. So it's interesting habits for success. So really the habits for success in my podcast today is going to be relevant to, and I want to speak to what I call creativity block. For many of you, I'll call it writer's block. I have got so many students and clients who say they're in a block of what to create, to put content out onto social media. How many of you guys can relate? When I dive deeper with my clients, what I realize is that they're actually just living way too heavy in their masculine. And if that makes no sense to you, you can go back and listen to my episodes on the energy poles of energy uh, of the feminine versus the masculine. We're all, we all carry feminine and we all carry masculine energies and characteristics. But when we're overly scheduled, where we're grinding it out directionally with something in our calendar, every minute of our day, from the moment we wake up, that is living heavily in the masculine with no space for freedom, creativity, whimsy, play. And what I realize is my clients who have the biggest writer's block, when I have them share their calendar with me, they literally have every moment of their day accounted for to do some form of work 
or carting their kids around and there's no white space to create. And here's the deal. Creativity is the power that makes your ideas manifest. It is the power to connect with your audience on social media. If you're listening to this, you're likely some form of a social seller, whether you're selling your coaching services or you're a network marketing business, right? But the bottom line is creativity, creativity is the power that makes your ideas manifest and it is never a waste of time. It's actually, as Chase Jarvis says, it's the lever that matters the most. Yet, because it's this nebulous space, many don't know how to prioritize it or legitimize the fact that maybe riding a skateboard for 30 minutes a day is income producing, okay? So many of you say, I don't know how you've done it all. And here's the thing, I actually make space to create it all. I'm gonna say that again. I make space to create it all. I create, we're going to talk more about this in a bit. And then I delegate, right? What zaps my energy. And we're going to talk about energy zappers and boosters in a couple of minutes. But many of you would be surprised that I actually work less work in your perception, probably coaching, doing emails, texting. I do way less of that and way more creating than you may think. I have a blocked calendar daily in the morning. I'm not available to anyone before typically 11 o'clock in the morning because in the morning is when my best ideas come. In the morning is when I create my podcast. I'm recording right now. I'm creating. I write my social media content. I create new programs. When I'm, I've fully rested, my mind is operating at a high caliber, I start brainstorming masterminds and the VA agency that we're about to launch or business structures and organizations and reorganizing and hiring, right? I don't receive, receive from my team, my clients. I don't receive until after 11 o'clock, right? I create during my most energetic state of the day, all right? So here's the thing. Habits are behaviors that become automatic over time, like brushing your teeth, right? Habits, they really come from repetition and reward. So making space consistently to be creative and then getting the reward of, wow, I actually came, had some major downloads making space for me to have some meditation and mindfulness. And now I'm able to use that on social media to create impact or come up with a better idea on how to operate or lead my business. And now I'm seeing the ROI return on investment for actually making space for creation through a habit of making that space, right? Now, here's the thing. It has to be approached in a healthy way from a place of love and not negotiation. So instead of waking up in the morning and saying, I have to meditate. I have to create this morning. Instead, you want to say, I get to, I get to, right? You want it to be something that is, is a healthy obligation in a positive way, knowing that it's got a massive ROI for you. Otherwise, you're going to continue, continue with those blocks. So 
here's the thing. When I look at, when I look at clients calendars and they're literally overwhelmed with busyness and they don't have space and air in their life or their, or to have any time to have some mindfulness for creativity. I, you know, tough love guys being busy. If you're addicted to the word busy, and I can say this because I was addicted to this word even a year ago, busy just shows a lack of priority. If you're, when your friends ask you how things are going, if you're constantly swamped and don't have your shit together, I hate to tell you, but you have a lack of priority in your calendar and in your life, right? If you don't have some white space and you don't have it under control, you're just not prioritizing very well, right? Tough love, tough love, right? If you want to cultivate a state of mind and actions that unleashes your creative power, I'm going to share with you in the next couple of minutes, some, an exercise that may help. Okay. It's from the book, creative calling. Again, what I'm going to do is I'm going to share with you from Chase Jarvis's perspective, what are creative boosters? What's going to create a boost in your creativity and what are creative zappers that suck the life, suck the life out of you and reduce your creativity. And I would challenge you as I go through these is to select maybe two zappers that are sucking the life out of you and swap them out for some boosters that can actually generate, generate some creativity and energy in your business. Okay. So let's start with some zappers on your creativity that are going to reduce your success versus improve your success. The first zapper he talks about is bad medicine. What is bad medicine? So he speaks to sugar, alcohol, caffeine, even the hard drugs and prescribed drugs that are out there where we're self-medicating and we're using self-coping mechanisms that put us on a roller coaster of jacked up highs in the morning with a pot of coffee to winding down with our nerves with multiple glasses of wine at night to binging on ice cream when we're super stressed. So the reason I bring this up is because actually the less you can depend on and lean on these quote unquote bad medicines, the better you're going to show up in your business and with your mental clarity, right? So if you, you know, notoriously have two glasses of wine every night to unwind, maybe you scale back to one or maybe you just have it on the weekends, right? If you start your day just pounding a ton of caffeine, right? I just left a company where so many of us were addicted to these little shots of caffeine that we would take over and over and over again from first thing in the morning to the afternoon. You got to ask yourself, why do I need this, right? Am I not getting enough sleep? Am I not fueling myself properly? Because naturally we should have a steady state of energy, right? So I challenge you to think through some of the bad medicine that you're maybe leaning on and ask yourself, what can you taper? What can you taper, right? Another zapper is social media. Yes. Do you have a strategic plan when you go in to grow your personal brand and your target audience? Okay. Or are you waking up and when your alarm goes off, the first thing you're doing is scrolling through to see who liked or didn't like your post last night, going for that quick dopamine hit. And then you're disappointed when you don't see what you want to see, 
right? Or are you checking it 50 times a day just to get that dopamine hit and stopping your workflow and obsessing over social media? Chase suggests this and I do too. And that's to set limits on when you are in each day and how you're using it and be aware of how it's making you feel, right? You know, his comment that I really like is he says, treat social media, like, like treat scrolling, like junk food, right? Use it. So scroll sparingly like you would with junk food, right? What's another zapper that's out there? News, news. Um, So, you know, his recommendation is to fast from news as much as possible. What is news? It's truly just a list of what's gone wrong in the day. Honestly, I haven't watched the news in over four years after reading the book, The Four Hour Workweek. And he suggests that news is a huge waste of time and anything major gets to me regardless. Believe me, my mother texts me when anything major is going on in the world, whether it's a hurricane or a riot or an outbreak, it's going to get to me. There's no need for me to check the news, right? All right. What's another zapper? Some people don't think email is a zapper, but they think social media is wrong. I hate to tell you. Email is a zapper too. If you're opening up your email first thing in the morning, it's just making you feel good to check things off, right? You're probably feeling accomplished by clearing out your inbox. But the reality is I guarantee you there were three other top priorities that needed to be accomplished that would have driven your business faster and more effective than you checking your email this morning. But you just gave your brain space and energy to other people's urgent needs first before getting to what's really important to you, right? And not to mention any of those emails that you check, how many times have you thought you're just going to do a quick check and you get put into a fire drill that you're trying to solve before you get to what you need to do for the day, right? So you really want to, I had three tasks that I wanted to get done this morning and they're already done to drive my business and I've yet to open my email. Now I'm recording a podcast, right? And here's the thing, you can train those in your life that you won't be responding first thing in the morning, right? They're just other people's needs for their priorities to succeed for the day, not yours. I'm going to say that one more time. They are other people's needs for their priorities to succeed for the day. If you're serving their needs first, you're not accomplishing what you need to get done to drive the needle on your business, okay? Two other things related to work and being a zapper of energy and creativity. Number one is overworking. You will see diminished returns on your business if you overwork. I see this a lot with successful social sellers who retire from corporate or they're nine to five and all of a sudden they can work on their, their network marketing business all day long. And actually they end up burnt out and losing all creativity because they're no longer balancing anything else other than exclusively focusing on growing their network marketing business. And they lose balance in life. They almost become overly obsessive and desperate at continuing to grow their business, right? So if overwork is something that you're at risk of or that you're doing now, and this is even in your nine to five if you're working from home, I actually have learned that I'm way more productive if I just pause somewhere between two and three in the afternoon and have a power 
go take a quick 20 to 30 minute walk around the neighborhood and come back. Even if I'm gone for 45 minutes to an hour, I might walk for 30 or 45 and lay in the grass with bare feet for 15 and then come back for what I call my power hour from three to four after getting oxygen in my lungs, vitamin D from the sun with my feet in the ground. And I can guarantee you that that three to four, that one hour from three to four is way more productive than pushing through from two to four because I'm recharged. I am ready to run and I don't have a mental block anymore. Right. The last thing I'll talk about with zappers is the wrong work, spending too much time on things that don't matter or they don't come naturally. Okay. So we flourish the best when we lean into our strengths and delegate what we don't enjoy. So let me give you an example. Early on in my network marketing career and in growing my coaching business, I realized that creating graphics was just not something I enjoyed doing. And it was a time suck. And I quickly learned how to outsource and hire that out to someone who loved doing it, that it was their zone of genius. And it created more space and time for me to work on the things in my zone of genius that I love doing, right? So reports, if you don't love pulling reports, who can you hire out to do that? Bookkeeping, if that zaps your energy, can you hire someone out to do this, right? So focusing on the wrong work can really diminish your creativity. So I challenge you to consider what can you delegate out, right? Okay. So those are some ideas on energy zappers. And I want you guys to think through what I shared with you. Are there one or two that you could entertain making some changes on this month? That if you can pull those zappers out of your life, how could it actually be traded off for some of the boosters we're going to talk about right now? Okay. So the first booster I will talk about is working in your craft. So what does Chase Jarvis mean when he says working your craft, learning your craft? It means where can you invest to sharpen the saw in your craft? So if you are a business coach or you are a network marketer, even listening to this podcast is boosting your energy likely because you're like, yes, I need to do that. Yes, I need to do that. You are in your zone of genius and, and up leveling in your performance. Maybe you hire a business coach, right? Maybe you join a mastermind. Maybe you join a coaching program. Maybe you take a public speaking course or take a course on how to show up on screen. But you can see that what I'm sharing with you here is that you, you're investing in up-leveling your craft that you ultimately want to monetize. And this is going to help boost your energy. Another good one that he talks about is creative cross training. What is creative cross training? Well, you guys are listening to a creative cross training right now. I launched a podcast because I love the creative outlet to get my thoughts out into the world, right? And I'll tell you that it's a passion of mine. I look forward to it. It's like dessert to be able to do this. And the output of the creative of it is that it gives me a ridiculous amount of content to pull from for social media. So as I prepare something like this podcast, 
on creative boosters and creative zappers. I've got a litany of information I can share with my network through social media. So that's where the creative cross training begins to stimulate your brain and create production and create an output and an outlet that creatively cross cross pollinates and up levels your presence and creativity, right? So what can you creatively cross train in if you're listening in today? Could you create a YouTube channel? Could you launch some private coaching? That again was a creative cross training for me. After launching my academy, I had clients who wanted some one-on-one coaching. So we launched it. It was a creative new outlet for me. I'm actually looking into doing some a training program to learn a little bit more about becoming a certified mindset coach, right? But that is creative cross training that impacts me across my business, right? Meditation. Here's the thing about meditation. I'm telling you right now, there's high quality studies that continue to prove that it can be one of the most beneficial practices. We know this without a shadow of a doubt. Being still and listening to the quiet mind and really gaining clarity and awareness for your business has ridiculous health benefits. If you are at a loss of where to get started with that, I actually suggest you check into SOAK, Soak Therapy. My business coach, Kayla Kraft, she's launching an app in the next month or two with this company. But go check them out. They create some incredible wave frequencies and even some guided meditations to help get you started and tap into your creative and protect that space for you versus maybe the awkward just sitting in silence and not really wondering and kind of wondering what to do, right? Okay, what's another good one here is gratitude visualization. I love this one. So starting with, three genuine heartfelt moments that you've had in your life recently. So I know when I wake up in the morning and you guys have heard me say this before, I say to myself, I'm healthier, wealthier, and happier than I was yesterday. And before I get out of the bed, I recognize three things of gratitude that I am extremely grateful for. And you can also think through some heartfelt moments. We do this at dinner sometimes with the kids and we say, you know, what are you grateful for today? What experience did you have that made you so happy, right? And so these gratitude visualizations really help shift that mindset, especially if you're having writer's block and you're in a slump. Sometimes it has a lot to do with negative mindset, being stuck, right? So these gratitude visualizations can help get you over the hump and change your perspective, okay? Another one is movement, Okay. Again, lots of neuroscientific data here. I will say this till I, till the cows come home that when you change your physiological state, you actually change your blood chemistry. And when you change your blood chemistry, it drives your mood and mental clarity. How many of you have, you know, gone for a hard workout and afterwards you start to have some incredible mental downloads. You feel incredible. Maybe when you went in, you weren't ready and you didn't feel like it, but by the end of it, you felt amazing. That runner's high, right? Movement is so important. I'm actually, my room is heating up right now as I'm recording. I'm starting to get really hot because I'm going to do some hot flow after this yoga to really get things, get the juices going. And what I actually do is I keep a notepad beside my mat 
because as I'm doing some light flow, I begin to actually get a lot of really cool downloads and thoughts that I want to get on paper. And we're going to talk about that in just a couple minutes, how this light passive work can create a lot of insight. So, you know, again, I talked about this a minute ago, but you know, midday, late afternoon, instead of pushing through just a powerful, even 10 or 15 minutes of a walk outside, creating some movement can really unblock your block versus trying to force it. Right now, the next one that Chase talks about, I have not tried yet. I'm just admitting, I actually am thinking about maybe if I can remember after this podcast and after my hot yoga today, maybe I'll give it a whirl. Cold therapy. I don't know if any of you guys have done this, but he talks about how the goal is to get the body really cold every morning as a mechanism for waking up and facing the day. So he talks about doing a deep tub, 45 to 55 degrees Fahrenheit or finish just with a warm, going from a warm shower to a super cold, a super cold shower for the last two minutes. I've read about this in a number of different books. I think even in Atomic Habits, they talk about the physiological aspect of this. So if any of you guys have tried it, I'd love to hear in our burnout to all out community, you know, your thoughts on cold therapy. It's something I know that's good for me, but I have not tried it. Okay. Another Another, another really good energy booster, again, really goes without saying, but I'll, I'm going to say it's good nutrition. It kind of goes back to the zappers about the crap that we put into our body. Well, the goodness that we put into our body helps us perform when you train, you know, Kelly Roche, who's my business coach talks about you train for your business. Like you train as an athlete and getting ready for a game, right? The reality is your body is your vessel. Your mind is your vessel for your business. What you're feeding it and fueling it and moving with and hydrating with impacts your performance. Garbage in impacts your energy, mental clarity, and your focus, right? During launch weeks, I'm especially strict with food. I'm in the midst of a launch right now, right? And sleep, right? Super protective of sleep. We'll talk about that in a minute. But when you have to show up on screen, you have to make critical decisions. You have to, you have to treat your body again, like the vessel that is the income producing asset that it is and how you fuel it impacts how you respond and how you perform. Right? So when I treat my body like garbage, I don't show up the best version of myself for my clients that I coach or the team that I lead right? And, you know, we're all sus more susceptible to illness, the more acidic our bodies are based on food and the alcohol that we put in, right? So just something to consider. And then of course, proper hydration. I actually drink at least eight to 16 ounces of water before I have a single cup of coffee in the morning. I have one cup of coffee after I've had 16 ounces of water. And I actually keep water at my desk all day long. Our bodies, I think are 70% water, right? So if you're working all day long and forgetting to hydrate again, you're impacting your performance. You're impacting your performance. The ultimate goal is really 64 ounces of water per day. More than that, if you're going to do something like a hot yoga flow that I'm going to do here in a minute. So another tip, 
Another tip that I'm really big on is creating before consuming. It made me just grin from ear to ear when I read that Chase Jarvis talks about this in his book, because I preach about it all the time. You can go back to one of my first episodes where I talk about this. If you start your day on media, let's say you're like, well, I just want to go be inspired. I'm going to go follow some leaders in my organization or people that, you know, that inspire me. It can actually end up making you anxious and depressed that you aren't enough. You get sucked in to what other people are doing right now, how well they're doing, how great their engagement is. And you can look at your own engagement and all of a sudden you feel defeated, deflated, and Instead of getting that dopamine hit you're hoping for, going to media first thing in the morning, now you're depressed, right? Now you don't want to do anything. It's actually super toxic. And for those of you that are having a writer's block, you know, some of you are into this massive comparison analysis. You're watching what everyone else is doing and you're terrified to create your own content because you're afraid of what other people will think instead of just showing up as your authentic self and not comparing. And if you consumed less, you would compare less and you would create more, right? So I want you guys to consider that. Can you create before you consume with social media and really all that you do? The other thing is not, you know, don't consume those unwanted messages in your inbox. It's not just email. It's Facebook Messenger, it's Slack, it's Instagram DMs, it's LinkedIn DMs. They're coming at you everywhere, right? How can you make it a habit, a successful habit of not starting your day with opening up those messages? And I, you know, I have to listen to myself sometimes as much as I make it my own policy on Monday. I had a message from a client and I decided, oh, let me look at this before I run into the gym at 6 a.m. And it totally put me into a spiral because her message put me into a fire drill that I was just not ready to take on. And then all I could do was think about it. My entire workout, it sir, it did not serve me because there's nothing I could do about it at six o'clock in the morning. And I should have just been enjoying my workout, right? I broke my own rule. Uh, okay. Another good, good topic here for boosters is let's talk about good organization. So this is going to boost your productivity because you're, you live literally your brain is less cluttered when your workspace is less cluttered, right? So it creates more cognitive load when you've got shit everywhere, all over your desk, all over your room. And it's going to preoccupy you to procrastinate to say, oh, well, I need to clean. I need to get organized. I need to clean, right? So when I'm saying good organization, do not hear me say that. I want you to organize every morning and use it as a procrastination to actually get work done. What I am saying is if you know that you've got a day full of work that you want to execute on on Monday, that means on Sunday, you need to look at your office and say, what do I need to do to get this place organized so that when I hit the ground running on Monday, I'm going straight to create, not organize and get ready to create. You guys hear the difference? Okay. So this happened to me. I traveled for two weeks straight and came home and my office was a mess. And I just ordered a new printer. My launch was happening on Monday. I could have take, taken Monday morning to get my office together and get the printer set up. But I knew that I wanted to hit the ground running and be ready to create and be in my highest version of myself on Monday. So what did I do Sunday evening? I tidied up my office and got the printer plugged in, put together all those things, right? 
so that Monday wasn't a, a wild goose chase before getting started, right? So hear me say that set aside some protected time, maybe over the weekend to get your workspace clean so that when you hit the ground running to actually create, you go straight to it. You go straight to it, right? Okay, couple more things here and then we can wrap up. One is adventure and play, right? How many of you guys have forgotten how to play? When was the last time you played hide and go seek with your kids? We had a tickle party yesterday afternoon, basketball hoops, sitting on the driveway and coloring and creating with driveway chalk, right? Maybe play for you as a ropes course with your friends or travel, or maybe it's a dinner party with friends. It looks different for everyone, but what I see many times is people get so focused on performance that they forget to have fun. Making space for fun impacts, guess what? Your energy. Your energy shows up in all of life and it attracts energy everywhere else you go, right? So like energy attracts like energy. So if you're touting and promoting a work from anywhere freedom lifestyle that's so fun and amazing, but all you're doing is working, that shows up in your face, in your content, and belly to belly when you're looking at people and interacting with them. So hear me now say that when you make space and time for play and whimsy, it raises your vibe, it raises your energy, it brightens your smile, and it makes you a happier person. So what can you be doing to create adventure in your life, right? Another topic that he talks about is getting quiet, okay? So getting quiet is different than necessarily meditation, okay? I want you to think about it. Studies actually show that creative thinking happens best when your mind is at rest or even better, lightly occupied. So let me give you some examples. How many of you have your best thoughts when you're in the shower or right before you go to bed and the world stops spinning and then your head and your mind start to run or maybe during a commute or maybe when you're laying in a hammock, right? That light occupation creates the, the space for the mental downloads. That's one of the reasons I keep a notebook beside my yoga mat during flow because that lightly occupied quiet task creates a space in my brain to have incredible downloads, right? And Chase Jarvis talks about in his book that some of his best business ideas have come from this radical play that's paired with intense work sessions of quiet time where the two are completely unrelated, right? So thinking about, you know, and actually Preston, one of our guest speakers in our mastermind talked about this as well, where he would set an alarm and in the middle of the day, every day for a year, he would go outside and either surf or ride his skateboard for an hour of radical play and then jump into a quiet, intense session who's lightly occupied and build out a massive productive business, right? So he was intentionally creating not only this, this quiet time, with a lightly occupied task, but intense play around it, right? Maybe, maybe the quiet time for you is a walk through the neighborhood without music with words. I want to emphasize that. You can listen to like the soak 
uh, bath that we talked about earlier, it's wave frequencies or even like classical music or music without words, but music with words are going to jumble up your thoughts, right? Let's talk about sleep. Okay. And this is the last one, but it goes right back to my comment about training for your business. Like you, an athlete trains for their sport. So many studies have proven the detrimental effects of sleep deprivation. You know, staying up an extra hour to do that last thing is actually, it's cumulatively impacting all your critical and creative decisions day to day, along with your mood and how you respond to others under stress. So you may think that you're being more productive by staying up late and getting this work done, but you're actually over time, cumulatively, cumulatively impacting your long-term day-to-day, everyday interactions, everyday interactions and response and how you interact with other people, which cumulatively over a 365-day period, you know, an eight-hour workday, a couple days a week versus cramming in at night, guys, it makes a huge difference. It makes a huge difference. It's underestimated how much this impacts your daily productivity, right? So I actually, I go to bed at 9 p.m. every day, every day. It's a non-negotiable because I understand the value of my energetic state daily. I need to show up for my clients and my team. I want my clients to get the best bang for their buck, even if it's a 4 p.m. coaching call with me. And I want my team to get a rested leader who can think and respond critically and calmly, right? So, you know, the cumulative effect this has on your business daily is way bigger than an extra 30 minutes or an hour of work you can cram in at night that leaves you drained the next day. And not to mention the likely impact your sleep habits have, um, you know, your sleep habits and finishing your evening focused on work instead of restoration, right? So if you're ending your evening with cramming in 30 minutes of work, you're ending your evening with screen time, which stimulates your brain. Your brain is going 90 miles an hour about business. And you wonder why you have a hard time turning it off and going to bed, right? So I hope this is resonating with some of you guys. So here's the thing, as we wrap up, an incredible book, again, um, Chase Jarvis, Creative Calling. Um, you know, he says that, you know, behavioral science says it's really hard to just quit habits that don't serve us, but rather if we replace them with new habits that crowd the old one, that the old habit is that you're gonna have higher success. So my call to action for my listeners today is to ditch two habits that are zappers and replace them with two new boosters. I would love to hear in the Burnout to All Out Facebook community how this is working out for you guys, how you are applying your habits for success and can't wait to see you guys on the back end. Thanks for listening to the Burnout to All Out podcast. For free resources, materials, or information on my coaching services, go ahead over to livethefreelife.co. That's livethefreelife.co 
burntoutmentorship.co or check out our Facebook community at Burnout to All Out and make sure you follow Burnout to All Out on Spotify and subscribe to iTunes. And it would truly mean the world to me if you paused for just a second, gave me that five-star review of the show and be sure to share this episode with any burnouts you think would be inspired to go all out after hearing this episode.